Hello, this is Sharon Levitt of the Tyndale Momentum Book Team at Tyndale House Publishers. I'm talking today with Lauren Scruggs, recently made Lauren Scruggs Kennedy, about her just-to-be-released book, Your Beautiful Heart, 31 Reflections on Love, Faith, Friendship, and Becoming a Girl Who Shines. Lauren is also the author of Still Lolo, her memoir and healing journey in the aftermath of losing her left eye and hand to an airplane spinning propeller. In addition to being an author, Lauren is a fashion journalist and the founder and editor-in-chief of Lolo Magazine, an online lifestyle experience magazine that integrates food, fashion, beauty, health, and travel industries. She is currently in the process of starting a foundation that works to provide beautiful prosthetics for those in need. Your Beautiful Heart will be available to readers in March of 2015. Hi, Lauren. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to discuss your upcoming book, Your Beautiful Heart. And before we get started, I, for listeners who didn't know, you and Jason Kennedy, a host on E! News, were married this past December. So you're very much still newlyweds. Uh, I just want to say congratulations on your marriage. Thank you so much. Has it just been wonderful? It has been. We're like, every day is just so fun, and we're loving every minute of being married. We really are. Oh, I'm so happy. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, it's a wonderful time. And, you know... Looking back on your first book, um, one of the issues you grappled with post-accident was the concern that perhaps no man would love you with your new self, your new body. Um, Yet, just a little over two years from when your book released, November 2012, you're married to the man of of your dreams. And I just think that that experience has to bring hope to other women who, for a myriad of reasons, wonder the same sort of thing. Will anyone love me just as I am? Um, I'm sure that you hear from a lot of young women wondering that. Um, In your beautiful heart, you say that the accident revealed something to you that was kind of a surprise, that you actually had sometimes a warped understanding of of beauty, true beauty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, how common do you think a misunderstanding of beauty is among women? Um, I think every day we're faced with the struggle of how to define beauty. And even if we know the truth, I feel like it's so important to be reminded of what it really means because I feel like we can get caught up in comparing or if we're on social media all the time just saying, oh my gosh, her life looks so fun and Mm. um, kind of it's easy to compare and and I believe comparing is the thief of joy in so many ways and I think it's just become an unintentional habit in our society today to associate beauty with success and outward appearance and mm-hmm. um, you know what people are doing they're dating and it's just um, the easiest way I think to define beauty but it takes away from the depth of what it really means hmm. 
Yeah, we really are just deluged with constant messages about that. I think you're right, and it, it didn't used to always be like that. And yet, it is a universal struggle that people, women, have had forever. But I'm wondering, too, um, because society has changed, how do you think men are affected by this issue, or, or are they? Yeah, you know, I think it affects men more, I would say, relationally, because what I've come to realize is men are so much more realistic, and we as women are more emotionally driven. So in majority, I think men see beauty in a more pure perspective because they're looking at it very naturally, I would say, and women are more... Um, we easily get caught up in like um, seeing other women or, you know, seeing photos of things that influence us, like um, even in magazines or online or on blogs or wherever. And um, I think our insecurities that are based on how we view our own worth and beauty can hinder like healthy interactions with men. And mm. I think to me, I, I just like I'm trying to picture this situation and I feel like it would just frustrate a man like why you know like I feel like they can sense mm -hmm. insecurity or a woman that doesn't know who she is and mm -hmm. I think that if we misinterpret what value and beauty means mm -hmm. I think they can sense that quickly and mm -hmm. they just want to be around someone that has confidence and joy in something that is foundational like mm -hmm. If we know our beauty rests in God, I think that's so attractive to a man. And so I think that helps men become better men and helps mm -hmm. us become better women if we understand where that's rooted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so it's almost like they're affected it by it um, like a side effect, you know. And yeah, um, yeah I, I do think there's something about men pick things up, even though we seem to think that women have more intuition, I think that they pick up that feeling of uh, insecurity and uh, not confidence, and I don't think that that's an attractive quality to men. So, so a woman uh, really owning their true beauty and understanding it is going to affect their relationship with men, would you say, in a, in a positive way? Yeah, it's so true. I completely believe that. And I think even if someone, you know, says that woman knows she's beautiful, I think that can, you know, it can come across as um, vanity, but it's the opposite. If it's true beauty and what it really means, it doesn't just mean she is attractive. It more just means she knows um where her heart is rooted and it reflects her character in my opinion so mm -hmm. yeah i think that greatly influences relationships with men and um all of that and particularly yeah uh and we'll get into a little bit more detail in a few minutes but i i wanted to say that one of the things that i've been so struck with when it comes to what you've done uh, with your life since that accident, uh, that you know, despite the trauma that you experienced, you you went ahead and you decided to write about 
about it. And your life is very full. As we said, you know, you're the editor-in-chief of a magazine, and you do all sorts of things. You speak. You, um, I know you host these retreats with, for women who have lost some kind of limb. And so you could have easily just moved on and left that experience in your past, yet you devoted the years since you the accident just to ponder and record your struggles and healing. And I just wonder what motivated you to write it, because to be a good writer, you need to go back and experience some of the, the pain that you went through. And I would imagine that that could almost be re-traumatizing, but you went ahead and you did it. So can you explain what, what was the motivation for you to do that? Yeah, um, well, I think initially after the accident, I just felt clearly led to share my experience just after seeing how deeply um, my story affected and influenced other people. And I just have come to realize that any kind of pain or trauma is so similar no matter the circumstance. And mm -hmm. no one wants to feel alone. And I just believe truly that being open about my struggles and healing has only created a wider community where people can come together and relate and encourage each other. And um, I actually wondered if writing Your Beautiful Heart would create more pain as I ventured back to some um, tough times and difficult memories. Um, mm -hmm. But it did something different than I expected. Um, it kind of, it reminded me of the Lord's power and healing and the beauty that resides in deep struggle. And um, I was just so motivated to share what I learned about beauty after it was stripped away from me mm -hmm. physically or after I felt like it was stripped away. Mm -hmm. And I just believe it's, you know, truly a life-changing lesson and a shift in perspective and thought and I just was thinking about teenage girls, too, and if I could hear this from a girl that was closer to my age, I would understand it more, and, you know, like how our moms tell us things growing up, and we're like, we don't understand that, like, I don't get what, what it means that beauty's internal, like, what does that really mean, and mm -hmm. I feel like I really came to understand that so much better after my accident, um, so I just, like, couldn't help but share, it was kind mm. of a a deep passion, yeah. Oh, that is wonderful. So how would you describe the book? I, um, it's, it's a devotional, I would say, just like full of really personal stories. And um, each chapter is about an aspect of a person's heart. So the whole book is not just about physical beauty. It really discusses how beauty radiates from your character and love and um, just how loving other people, being deep-spirited friends to those close to you and thinking outside of yourself, I think, projects such beauty. And there's just examples of that in every chapter. And um, even when I was, you know, reading through a lot of it and making edits, I was thinking, my gosh, I've heard this my whole life, and just reading it now, I actually understand it in this mm. new way. And so I think it's going to be really impactful and a great 
study guide if you want to use it in that way. And um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. Yeah, and and the stories are great. I mean, I love the one about the mermaid tail and the <laughs> the one yeah. young. I mean, I don't want to. Uh, I just want people to appetite to be wet because it's there's some really serious stories and good lessons but there's also a lot of joy too and I imagine that that it sounds like from what you said that writing this book was a joyful experience because things that maybe you had heard all your life have really come to fruition in your understanding and this embracing of what true beauty is yeah. Um, yeah, I I wondered, um, who do you, you mentioned that younger girls would be your target audience. You think that they would be the, the, the biggest benef- beneficiaries of the book. And yeah. in reading it, how do you see them reading it? Do you see them reading it at home at night or do you see them coming together and with a bunch of friends? How, what's your, if you could... Uh, describe this perfect setting for this book to be used, uh, what would that be? Yeah. Um, I would just say I think it can definitely be used as a personal study because that's always such a positive thing. But um, I was talking recently with a friend about when you get together with one other person or a group of women, it's just um, – you experience a lot more depth in a book or what you're reading because you have different people to pitch in their thoughts and share their experiences that kind of relate to what what you're, you know, reading through and mm-hmm. working through. And um, it also just helps you have people by your side during that whole, I don't know, say you're like struggling with something and someone can just check on check on you with that or pour in wisdom in a different way than you would have imagined and things like that. So, um, yeah, I would, either way, I mean, personal or group, I think would both be so beneficial. And I I would even, when I was reading through it, I'm like, man, I, I really believe any woman at any age could read this and benefit from mm-hmm. its messages. I feel like we always need to be reminded of what people yeah. need, but it's definitely geared towards a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. No, and I agree with you that, you know, as women, especially in this culture, but I think any culture, it's a lifelong struggle to, like you said in the very beginning, to be reminded of the truth. And where, can you just share with listeners the discovery that you made about, where did you go to find the definition and the source of true beauty? Yeah, um... I feel like I really discovered it in the moment mm. where physical beauty literally could not heal me in that moment. Like I would look in the mirror and be like, oh my gosh, this mm. is real. Like mm. I lost my eye. I lost my hand. I can't believe it. And mm. I just had to depend on something greater than looks or even the people closest to me um, when I was in my deepest pain. And I think just, knowing God loves me um, was what would bring me through those Mm -hmm. moments. And it's what I had to depend on daily. And um, I don't know, I really sought truth 
um, and comfort through scripture and just being open about my emotion to my closest friends and family and just mm-hmm. a very, very few amount of people, but they would help kind of um, compare even what I was, a fear that was a lie and I was leaving it and thinking no one will ever love me. Mm-hmm. Um, my friends are going to view me differently and seeing all that just proven, proved incorrect. Like it was not correct. Just people mm-hmm. didn't no one even people I didn't know very well or my family or just now like I'm married to the most wonderful man and it's just I reminded me of the truth of scripture and just how God adores us and mm. what uses beauty and what um what that really means and so it was actually such a beautiful time, if I put it in that way, because mm-hmm. it really taught me hmm. my how I defined it before was incorrect, and it was very freeing. Hmm. Do you think you could have learned that without having the accident? I really don't, honestly, because it took me being stripped of how I defined beauty, which was outward, and and um, I, to help me really fully realize what it meant, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think, you know, I didn't think I put so much worth mm-hmm. in my looks or anything like that, but I realized, mm-hmm. I feel like after you go through your trauma, you realize where you were putting so much value, and I and I clearly saw I put so much of it in my look. So mm. um, seeing that, yeah, when I was stripped without how everyone viewed me the same, um, people had gained respect for me just from my experience, and all of that showed me it really is internal, and I truly don't believe I could have seen that without the pain that I experienced through that. Yeah, and yet this book, the hope is that when people read it, as particularly because you do have a platform, these younger women, they might learn from your pain and what you discovered there. Um, you know, you you talk a lot about God in your book, and for those who haven't read your book and, and or don't even know a whole lot about God, why can you share why you think God is is concerned with their hearts? Yeah. Um, well, God created our hearts and who we are, and He has the deepest care for our souls. And um, I've just realized He loves us so deeply and wants the absolute best for us. And um, He's right by us always and consistently working, even if we are in a difficult circumstance or um, if we're in an experience that we never imagined happening in our lives. Um, And even just looking back, like living in the complete struggle after my accident was one of the most enriching times because it, it truly showed me how much God is concerned about our hearts because I think to us, a lot of times we think God is mad at me, so he's punishing me through this accident or um, like 
he's yeah I don't know it's more of a negative view on that but mm-hmm. I've realized that God chose me to go to the through the accident mm-hmm. for a reason and it really has made my life better and mm-hmm. so much richer and deeper and I have greater compassion for people and I wouldn't replace that it's crazy it's just so worth the pain and I mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend last night just about how pain really is a gift because it helps you trust and it builds your faith and even if I knew say I knew you know in a year I would meet this amazing guy or in a year I would be have this passion and pursuing this passion I feel like it kind of takes away the meaning of pain and the depth of pain because it makes you kind of not trust in that moment like kind of when you're in that unknown like oh my gosh like yeah I'm scared I'm fearful it just reminds you of God is right here and he's concerned about you and he loves you so much yeah well that that is good with for my final question I just would like for you you know say somebody picks up your book and they start reading it and they they realize wow I really have a warped perception of beauty how am I ever going to change that I mean I'm in this world I am on uh, Instagram and all the social media platforms and everybody looks like they're having this awesome time and um, what hope can you give to those women who just feel like they're a mess and how am I ever going to change my perception who can change it and how can it happen I know your book is part of it but would you like to say something to those people now yeah I would just say I think our perspective on beauty is almost always wrapped up in how people view us and um, I think we just must ask ourselves often do we care more about what people think of us or what God thinks of us and our beauty is defined by who you belong to and that's Jesus Mm. and he adores you more than we can humanly grasp Um, so I just think it's constantly asking ourselves that and being aware and realizing we let people control us more than we realize and it only brings freedom to release that and I think a lot of it is saying it out loud to someone or Mm. praying that to the Lord saying um, like please help me let go of this and mm-hmm. even um, an amazing author Tim Keller has this mm. quote and it, he says our need for worth is so powerful that whatever we base our identity and value on we essentially deify so mm. I think we can like make people gods in our life and so I think it's just um, releasing that is what brings freedom and um helps us understand beauty even more okay all right well I don't want to keep you any longer but um, I love your book and I just want to thank Thank you you so much for your time and uh, for those listening now I I want you to know that if you want to learn more about embracing your beautiful heart the best thing is to get the book you can pre-order your beautiful heart online now or find the book on shelves everywhere they're sold in March. And to learn more about Lauren and her life outside of being an author, go to lolomag.com or follow Lauren on Twitter at Lauren Scruggs. 
So goodbye for now, Lauren, and I look forward to talking to you again and seeing what the future holds, and congratulations on your marriage. Thanks Thank so much. You. Thanks.